Today is a great day for a car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> <laughs> this is the car wash on the SL podcast. This is a and a car. Good day and welcome to the car wash. This is episode number 47. On today's show, Sundowns announced new coaches and new signings. Pirates have released eight players and we have our first fixtures of the season. So whether you're listening to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts or Game Time on Mahikang 96.7 FM, welcome to the show. I am your host, Slu Paho, but I'm not alone. Rumor has it Chelsea tried to sign him to replace Kepa as Sean Roberts. How are you doing? Thank you. And it was just a rumor. Thank you, Slew. (laughs) Just a no truth. Still very much retired. Uh, I've heard that the average midfielder runs about 10 kilometers in a match, but I know a guy who just finished running 200. It's Teko Murisa. How are you doing, bro? (laughs) I'm good at you, bro. All good, all good. All right, we start off with uh, with the joke of the day before we... There's a lot of news, sir. Yo, this is a goodie. This is a goodie. If you see a robbery at an Apple store, does that make you an eyewitness? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Where do you get these things, Sean? Oh, no. Come on. Okay. Terribly. I thought terribly. it was good. I thought it was good. All right. So much has happened since last week. Oh, my goodness. Um, last week's What's show... Happened? There was we 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 it was the the initial news of Pizzo's departure is what we were reacting to. Damn! Now we know fully uh, he's taken the Sundowns uh, fitness coach and performance analyst along with him, and Kevin Johnson has joined as his assistant. What? And Mamelodi Sundowns have announced two coaches as their head coaches and mad signings. So let's dive into let's dive into this news of Sundowns new head coach. Uh, actually, wait, Deco, initial reactions, because me and Sean spoke about it last week, but what was your reaction to uh, Pizzo resigning? Yo, dude, I, because where I was, there was a network, so I was clueless of what was happening. So when I came back, that's when I found out. So I thought it was one of those jokes because I never actually pictured Pizzo leaving the team. Mm. So to me, it was a huge, huge surprise when that happened because now um, after finding out, I needed to find out more. What was the reason him living and all the type of stuff? Because I wanted to make sense out of it. But mm. now after going through all those articles and, you know, having conversations with people, um, I get to understand this decision of living as well. So Tell us more, Teko. So, yeah. <laughs> nah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> it just shows you what happens behind closed doors and we just we just don't know. Hey? Everything just looks peaches and creams from, from this side and then... Um, I've also heard that it was the complete opposite behind closed doors. Um, you know, putting aside the fact that they won everything, it was uh, quite a hectic place to be behind the closed doors at Sundance. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, his departure, it, it seems it seems out of nowhere because it, I guess usually you get a send-off for that type of dude and you know in the weeks before the end of the season that, oh, he's going to be leaving. But this one was just, boom, resignation notice and out the door. Thanks for coming. So now Mamelodi Sundowns have uh, two new head coaches. It's Rulani Mukwena and? Uh, you want to say, well, I was pronouncing his surname. Come on, man. 
so unfair. Yo, the other day I saw. So unfair. The other day Simon like looked at his name and I just saw stress in his face. Mangwa mangnuik. Lani Mukwena and Mangoba Mliti are now the Sundowns head coaches. Um, so how do you think this balance will work? Two head coaches, it's not a, a common thing in, in, in football, particularly for a big team. Mm. Um, we know Rulani Mukwena has quite a big personality himself. Uh, how do you think that balance is going to work behind the scenes? Look, it's it's either going to work amazingly well or it's going to be a complete fail in terms of both coaches wanting the limelight. Both coaches are very capable of taking uh, the team as a first-team coach by themselves, without a doubt. Um, yeah, I mean, interesting that Rolani declined the move to Al-Akhli as well, which shows you his intentions. Yep. So for me, that's already saying, right, well, um, you know, it, it just it makes you think, did he know something when he re-signed for Sundowns those months ago? You know, I mean, it's just, it gets you thinking what's, what's happening. Maybe he's planned this whole thing, going to Chipper on loan for a couple of months to coach, get a little bit of first team experience, then back to Sundowns. I don't know. It just sounds like the universe is just completely aligned with Rulani in this. Yeah. But do you think, do you think that he'll enjoy working with Mliti as like a, 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 a joint head, having been a head coach himself? Yes, I do. I do. I do. I just think they 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 are on the same page because they're both very um, very good coaches, and they're both coached at the highest of levels, um, and they're both first team coaches. Do you know what I mean? And they have been assistant um, in, in the past few months, but th- there's no reason they can't work together. But it is very 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 dangerous territory when you've got two first team coaches. Um, sort of hustling for the same job, and and and, and eventually that's what's going to happen. I believe you can't have two first team coaches in my opinion one is going to trump the other whether the other becomes assistant or gets released I don't know um but I think they're very capable of doing a job in my opinion Deco what do you think do you think it's going to be the greatest tag team championship ever <laughs> um it should because one um I'm happy that there's continuity at Sundowns there's nobody new that's coming in mm-hmm. Uh, that has to study the players, to study the culture of the team. I think that's what's important, the culture of the team. These guys have been there. What uh, what Pizzo has won, they've won it with him at Sundowns. And um, they knew the D- they know the DNA of Sundowns. Mm. Uh, for them working together, it's it's they've been doing that, even though there were two assistant coaches. I think they have been doing that. Even Pizzo was the head coach. I don't think many things will change right now. I think they... They've been coexisting in at Mamluti Sundance. I, I just wish um, that their personalities don't clash. Mm. I think that's that's my biggest worry because we all know what what uh, what what pressure does to people, and we know that they they're not getting an easy job. Yes, it's an exciting venture. It's it's, it's exciting for them as, as as coaches, but it's not easy. You're getting into a team now. You're becoming a head coach of a team that has been winning all along. So now it's it's because Mangoba has been an assistant for so long. He was a head coach before when mm. he came to Sundowns. So mm. he's been an assistant for so long. Mm. Rulani has been an assistant for so long as well. And uh, of course, he was a coach um, two, three years ago for Orlando Pirates and Chipa, respectively. Mm. But then but then being a head coach of Mamlisana is a difficult altogether. All but I think with, with, with what the president probably maybe has spoken to them, maybe makes sense for them to allow 
themselves to 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 be co-coaches. And I think what's important as well is it's not them, it's the team, it's the players. I think that's what's important. I think whenever whenever it gets tough, no personalities should come out and to clash because what's important are the assets and the assets are the players. The players have been the ones that are bringing in results. Mm. I think that should be the main focus on what the players need, what is it that we can improve the team with. And I've always rooted for Ulan. You guys know that, that I know for a fact that it, I know the role that he played when we won Champions League. I know that he wrote that he played in 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 Mamir Sanan's success. I know Mangoba's role that he played, in even though he's an unsung hero. Mm-hmm. But now it's an opportunity for them to actually showcase that they're still capable. And uh, what's interesting and nice about that is they do have the players to do so. So I don't I don't see them. Um, you know, clashing heads or whatever the case might be. I see them working well together. And I just hope that, the, you know, with, uh, with the MTNA that is coming up, I think that's the, that's the only trophy that has been eluding Mamluri Sundowns. I think maybe that they can prove themselves there. Because so what you want to do is with this, with this job, with this big, 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 big mountain to climb and big shoes to fill, is to start on a good note, start very well, to avoid all the negativity. Because there's doubt, there's always going to be doubts. And it's very difficult to fill in Pizum Simani's shoes. But one thing that I can say is every fan and everybody at Mamir Sundowns gave Pizum an opportunity. They supported him when he came to the team. Pizum wasn't this Pizum today when he came to Mamir Sundowns. He was the guy that wanted to change the fortune of the team. He was the guy that wanted to win trophies. Yes, he sounded crazy, but he did it. So now I think if, if they can apply the same system and supporting Rulani, and the Mangoba into into that and 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 cushion them and and help them because this is a new challenge. This is a big big challenge. It's not that the coach that left was doing bad things. He just left after winning three trophies. So that says a lot. So I think if they can support them, I think they can coexist. And yeah, man, you can see. Um, and I think also they need to continue challenging for for owners as well. They need to be. They need to do what Peter was doing. They need to do what they need to do what Sunland has always been doing. Going into Champions League doing well there and try to win it again. You know, I think they need to re- re- uh, rewrite their own history as coaches now. I think this is a big opportunity for them and I know they thought long and hard about it. But yet again, it's an opportunity that any coach in South Africa will never pass. So I think for them, it's a big, big step. They need to take it. But, it, but it's going to be a challenge because there's so many players that are coming in within the new team and they always want to play. So it's for them to actually maybe being allowed to start a new team because they've started, I think, 13 players or whatsoever which is something that we will talk about later, but I think it's it's an opportunity for them. I see them working well together because I've seen them working in Mamre Sundance. I've played under them. So for me, it's very, very interesting. It'll be very interesting to see how they're going to coexist. So Teko, like, um, I agree with you 100%. I mean, they've got the players, they've got the squad. Do you think it's more about just managing the change room, managing the big personalities in there and trying to get... Um, because look, there's going to be a lot of upset players in the new season with players yeah. not starting. They've got a massive squad. Um, do, do you think that's their biggest struggle, or do you think the biggest struggle is sort of being mandated from Patrice to bring results, to bring trophies, um, or probably both because it's such a big team? I think both, and and I think even when Pizza was there, there's so many players that were unhappy. Yeah, not everybody was playing. I don't think that will change, you know, because of those new coaches. I think what needs to happen from the word go from the first training session is to respect the guys because Pizza commanded respect. When he walked into the room, everybody respected him because 
he was a straightforward guy. He would say whatever comes to his mind. So these are two different guys, Rulani and Mangoma. Mangoma is a very calm dude. He's a guy that we used to go to when we needed, uh, you know, comfort, when we needed to understand certain things. He's, he's like a father figure in that team and he's yeah. well respected among the players. Yeah. So I don't think that will change at all. But I just think now they only need to respect their new roles now as head coaches now. So I think that's a, a little bit of a shift from the players to, to do that. If the players can do that as quickly as possible, the mandate will never change, irrespective of which coach comes to Sundown. Yeah. The mandate will never change. The, 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 the expectations are there for them to win certain things. But I think if their players can respect the coaches now and 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 continue with the DNA of Mamelodi Sundowns, I don't think there can be an issue. And also, the players that have been there, you know, um, make sure that all the new guys they adjust very quickly because those are the guys that are, are brought in there to actually uh, take the team forward. They're not there to 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 add numbers. They're there to actually to take the team forward and contribute. Yeah. So the so so the players, the responsibilities that have been there, the senior players, they're there to. Make sure that this blood, this boy is climatized very early. And it's, I think for, for the new players, it's exciting as well because now there's new coaches. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, you might look, other, others were saying, hey, it's bad now because Peter signed this players and now he leaves. I think for me, if I'm a player, I'm, I'm, I'm excited because I'm thinking to myself, there might be a new lineup altogether. Sure. Yeah. There might be a fresh start altogether. So I need to work, I need to work hard. I need to work my ass off to be in that lineup and I need to contribute when I'm there. I don't want to be just part of Mamlet Sanders because it's easy to sign moment for Mamlet Sanders. I've been saying this for years. It's easy. Once you have a good season somewhere, once you show potential, Mamlet Sanders wants players with potential to come and help the team. Yeah. But now to play, once you're there to play, it's a different thing altogether. So now you need to play at your best every single day. Yeah. every single game you need to train the way you play and i think that's one thing that most players when they come to sundowns they forget you can't come in with your marisbeck performance there you need to up your game I'm not not saying marisbeck is bad but i'm just <laughs> okay let's let's speak about cheaper then you can't come with a cheaper performance there. you need to understand that, that the way you train is how you're going to play because you need to understand that every position probably now has got three players yeah. And now you'll be competing with guys that have been consistent for three or four years. They've won trophies all together. So now in your mind, you need to prepare yourself that when the opportunity comes, I need to grab it, irrespective yeah. of who it is. And and I think sometimes players, you know, give up very easily, you know, throw the towel and feel like they're not good enough. Yes, you're competing amongst the best in the country, but this is an opportunity for you to judge yourself how good you are. And what's better way to train with those guys every day, to go with the to do, to go to the games every day. But now the games have changed. When you play for small teams, you're just waiting for big games. Now we play for big team. Every game is important. Yeah. So I think those guys need to adjust to that. I think the sooner they adjust, especially the Shalolilis, the Kemets, all these new guys, once they adjust to that, I think Mamlu Sanans will be a very very difficult team to beat this season. For sure. Uh, so we're gonna move on to pole position. Opposition is usually where we ask a, a question on Facebook, but this week we actually got an interesting question posed to us. So here's pole position. Pole position. Sundance is signing all the players to go and bench them. We all know that uh, football, it's, it's all about business. Players are also looking for uh, wages. So, But then the talent, it, it really kills the talent because soon our Bafana Bafana will be looking forward to select South African players to compete internationally. So it will be very, very hard for Coach Molifin Teki because... Uh, some of the players will be at sundowns not playing, and those players are, 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 are been playing regularly 
in the uh, previous clubs before they leave to Sundowns. So it's an interesting opinion here that that I want to get you guys' thoughts on. So uh, you know, just to uh, be 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 official, Sundowns have now made thirteen signings um, this this window. Is that all? Um, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, you, you know what tripped me out the other day? I saw, and it almost looked like 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 I needed to like wake up, but I saw Neymar holding a Sundowns shirt, yeah. and I was like, no way! <laughs> I saw that as well. That's for like cool. a split second, my brain was like. Heck. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. but um, this week they added uh, Kermit Terrasmus. They confirmed Jody February and Grant Margerman. Um, You know that's that the, there was already you know Shalulile signed, Mvala signed, plenty, plenty. Gift Motupa. Like I, I can't. I don't have enough time right now to get through all of them. But um, this 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 opinion here. Do you think that the Sundowns bench is swallowing up potential Bafana Bafana talent? Yeah, it's it's. You know what, Slew? It's uh, and this is just my opinion. Um, the answer is yes, obviously, without a doubt. But also, Bafana Bafana, it's in, in my opinion, has has lost its feel. You know what I mean? Bafana Bafana is not Bafana Bafana as it was. It's just Bafana Bafana. <laughs> it's, it's, it's lost its feel. And players nowadays, because football is not forever, players are being selfish. Players are taking the pay- paychecks. I don't blame them. Absolutely, I don't blame them. Um, it's all about timing, though. If, if a 21 or 22 year old is going to go do sundowns um, and sit bench, then yes, it's it's a wrong move. It's a wrong decision. I did that. It was, it was a bad move. Three years on the bench, it, it didn't serve me a, a good purpose at all. Um, but players know the risk when signing for sundowns. Um, for example, uh, a George Manaleka now to sundowns is a good move. I believe. Um, and a couple of other players that have gone to Sundowns, I believe is a good move. Um, and I, I do believe he'll start as well. But um, yeah, of course it swallows up talent. I mean, if you look at Sundowns, their development program, the players coming through are absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. They really are. But they're not getting the game time they deserve. Um, so I think the question is, how do they address that? Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? How yeah. would they address that? And that's, that's something that... Um, Patrice needs to sort out. And they did like recently. I even saw on their Twitter before some of these signings were made. They were they were, they were praising their youth products because yeah. a couple of them came up did very very well last sure. season. Deco, from your perspective, when you're a, a youth product and you do well in a season, but then your team goes and signs Motobim Vala, uh, uh, um, Grant Margerman, and all these guys in your position, does it does it? Do do you feel as though they they might take offense to that and go, were my performances not enough? Hey, slow. I can't relate to that because I've never been any youth and in, in any youth system before. But I'll tell you what the um, the norm has been at Sundowns. They they never rushed all the the younger players from the development structure to be part of this uh, the, the first team. What they normally do is they'll bring them in, train with the first team, and go play. Um, with the reserves or whatever the case might be. Because they do have, they want those players, when they come into the first team, they're ready already. Mm. And uh, once they're ready, Mamluda Sundowns, they will never hesitate to play them, irrespective of who's on the pitch or who's on the bench or who they decide. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that will change at all. Because with Pacey as well, we imagine we had everyone. We had all the superstars, but Pacey played. Mm. So it didn't matter who it was. Madisha for Marisha, for instance, it was the same case as well. From development, it didn't matter who we had. Marisha would play. If he was playing well, he would play. I think that's the tradition at Mamiri Sundowns. They'll still continue to bring up the boys that are ready. But the, the truth of the matter is not every boy 
will be good enough to play in the first team. Mm. And uh, and yet again, you can't ignore all these other performances that are happening around you with other teams where you feel like this player will come in and help the team. Yes, not every signee uh, works out well. Some does, some doesn't. But you, you can't uh, falter people for signing players hoping that it will turn out better. But yes, coming to, to, to the question that you posed to Sean, I think most of the time is... I think people need to understand that as a footballer, you know, as a fan, I understand where, where the question comes from. But as a footballer, I'm playing from a smaller team. My ambitions are always to play for a big team. Mm. I want to know how it feels like to, to be part of that setup, to win, to have a winner's medal. Because at the end of the day, when the career is gone and finished and done, you, you judge don't know how, how, whatever you want. What is it that you want? Yeah. And I feel like in South Africa, we, 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 we tend to push that aside and focus on, yeah, but he's, he's going to be part of the national team. What makes, if he wasn't part of the national team when playing in a small team, what makes you think that him not playing in a big team will still be part of the national team? It doesn't make sense to me. But yeah. for me, what I'm saying is, these players need an opportunity. Yes, some will work out, some won't. But some need to take risks because this is the career that they chose. And if you're not going to take risks, you don't want to sit back and and say to yourself, you know, I had an opportunity to play for a big team, I never did. I don't know how it feels like. We That's what we play football for. We're playing football to be in those stress environments, in those big games, and in, in championship. That's what we play football for, to win. Mm. So sometimes we, we have good performances because we don't have infrastructure within our teams, but the talent actually um, uh, make us stand out. And all these big teams, when they come through, do you want to tell me that a young player shouldn't sign because he's scared of being on the bench at sundowns? Sometimes these things works out. You get there, the players start playing regularly. Yeah, you got to back you know, yourself, you know? Exactly. As a player, you need to be confident enough. Like Sean has said, you know exactly what you're going to face when signing for Mamnit Sundance. You're going to face players that, that are playing very, very, very diverse, players that understand each other. But you must also understand that these players, at some point, they didn't understand each other. Mm. When Peter came through, his first full season, he signed 13 players. And in that season, we won the trophy, our first trophy. Mm. We won the league. So this is not new for me when I see Mamlil Sundowns doing it. Last season or a season even before, people were going around saying the age group of Mamlil Sundowns. Now, when, when, they turn up, when they're trying to change things around and implement and bring in certain guys with a different age or maybe with a different style of play, now there's, there's always going to be complaints about that. But Sundowns signed all the best players to them and they don't use them. But the thing is, so sometimes we, we, we reckon that the best player is the best player, but when it comes to Sun as long as the best player, which means that player is the best player cheaper, not the best player in the country. Mm. Mm. If you can't break through there, then it shows that you're not the best player. You're not one of the best players in the country. Sometimes it happens that, you know, some there's unfortunate situations where the coach is overlooking you, he doesn't use you, and whenever you come in, we can see the difference. We're not going to keep quiet about it. We're fans. We'll always say that, yeah, but I wish... You know, the certain set slew can have more game time because you could see in his couple of games that he played, there was a difference. But the thing is, I'm still saying, it, it doesn't only happen at Sundowns. It also happened at Chiefs. It also happened at all these big teams and Pirates as well. Mm. Players sign because they come from a good team. They were playing very well. Once they get there, they get very complacent. They forget that they can. They think that they can get away with their performance at the previous teams. And that's a, that's a different ball altogether. Yeah. The pressures are high. Every game, to, it's, it's like a cup final. Every game, it's a must win. Those big teams, they've got high standards. So now, if you're a footballer, you're signing for Mamele Sundowns, Kaiser Chiefs or Pirates, just know that your competition is very, very tough. You have to train the way you play. And if you're not 
good, you know, you didn't make peace with your spirit that at some point you're going to sit on the bench and somebody else will take your place. Then you, you, you might not, don't sign, then, then stay there, the small team, renew your five-year contract and stay there. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, we all want nice things. Players want nice things. You want a better salary, first of all. So why would I stay in a small team, getting a small salary when a big team can offer me a better salary and improve me as a player? Because players also need to improve. And some certain teams, let's be honest here, some small teams are not getting coached. They're just getting motivated. Mm, yeah. You get to the dressing room, you find a coach that claps hands the whole day like it's a choir. <laughs> hey, chief, you need to be coached. Yeah. It's very surprising. I promise be a new you coach I found the next week. <laughs> chief, I've, I've, seen, I've seen players come into sundowns, very talented players, but you can see that it's not being coached. And you feel like now he needs to be coached. Now that on its own, now the player feels like, oh, but I've been good. Now I want, now this guy wants to change me. No, it doesn't want to change you. It just wants to coach you because where you're from, you're playing a free role. You're, you're doing what you want, what you wanted to do because you, you were the one of the talented players in the team. Yeah. Now you've got 24 talented players in the team that needs to play within the structure of the team. So now you need to be coached within the structure of the team. Mm -hmm. And most of the players fail to get that. I've, I've not, just to mention one, no Mandela, when he came to Mamelodi Sundance, he was a hell of a good player from Free State Stars. But at Free State Stars, he was one of the talented boys, so he was playing this free role. He was very dangerous. When he came to Mamelodi Sundance, now he needed to fit within the structure of the team. It became a problem. Mm. Not that he was a problem, but you can tell that the boy hasn't been coached. The boy hasn't been, there's so many steps that he passed. And, 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 and I don't blame the players, I blame the coaches, because now you get to the team, um, you're an overseas coach that came here with a cooking certificate and then you <laughs> get to these teams. You don't coach the boys because for you, you're just here to, to, to get your bag. A cooking you don't coach the players. Yeah. So, so now, even if, even if those, those, those talented players, for argument's sake, those talented players are playing the small teams, they get opportunity to, to play to Bafana Bafana. They're going to get exposed. True. Because there needs to be a structure because you now you're playing against your Ghana team, players that are playing overseas, playing team, uh, players that are playing for good teams that have structure. Now you come from Free State Stars, you, you're getting into the Bafana Bafana side, it becomes difficult. It does, yeah. So that, that, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. And not that the players maybe they're not good enough, but there's certain elements of the game that they need, the fundamentals of the game that they need. You can have all the talent that you have, that you need. You can have the speed, you can have everything that you need, but if you can't fit within the structure of any team that you play for, you're not a good player. Yeah, yeah. Because at the end of the day, we win games, especially now football is... is, 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 is it's going forward. Chief. Now it's more tactics. It's 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 more brains than anything else. And if you can't yeah. be within that spaces, and then it becomes a problem. You can't you can't be a player and specialize in one thing. That me the space. So what happens then? We play indoor football. Yeah. So you have to be able to adapt. <laughs> Coach Teko, what do you say? All right. <laughs> no man. Players need to need to learn to adapt. Players need to learn to be coached. To yeah. be coached. Because I've seen so many players that don't they don't want to be coached. Players need to be coached. And sometimes to be coached, people coaches go back to grade zero, like pass the ball like this, receive like this. And sometimes yeah. you take those things for granted, but in the game, those through two or four seconds that you're delaying, you could have been a goal. So people, normally people in small teams, they don't understand. But once you get to the big team, you'll understand all these things. And the sooner you adapt to that, the sooner you're coachable. Trust yes, me, sir. there's no reason for you not to play. Yes, yeah. Sir. Speaking of, uh, you know, moving to a big team and needing to adapt, as we dive into the international yeah. news desk... that we are joined by Kurt Buckerfield. Kurt, how you doing? Hey man, how's it going? How's it going, everyone? Hey, hey Kurt. We are all good. Kurt, we are hey. all good. 
So we've been talking about transfers, signing for big teams, proving yourself. And we just recently had the English Premier League or well, the transfer deadline day. Um, it feels weird to say that in October, but um, here we are. Uh, so walk me through. I mean, Arsenal came through randomly with one, but but start us off with Man United, who who confirmed a couple signings. So what type of players are they getting in Cavani and Telles? Yeah, well, so look, there's obviously a lot of um, negativity surrounding Manchester United now. Um, and I understand that the club... Um, Why? What happened, Kurt? Yeah, Sean. <laughs> Sean. No, so I understand the club is in disarray. I understand the frustration from fans. I'm one of them. But if we stand back and look at things objectively, the team has been strengthened with four signings. So one of them uh, we discussed weeks back, which was Donny van der Beek. Um, a midfielder who will be in the starting 11 in no time. Um, Alex Tellez, who is a left back, who I think um, comes in and shows just how deprived Manchester United have been in that position um, in recent years um, with Luke Shaw there. Then there's a youngster, an 18-year-old Uruguayan, Facundo Palestri. I admittedly know nothing about the guy. Um, apparently, he was with Diego Forlan's team, and Solskjaer was speaking to Forlan about him, and he seems to be highly rated. But uh, again, I know nothing about him. And then the other is, of course, Edinson Cavani, who uh, over the last decade is one of the leading goal scorers um, in world football. Um, and, you know, yes, the, the board made these signings at the last minute. And yes, these might not have been the club's initial targets. But these are players who strengthen the team regardless. United finished third last season, um, despite long-term injuries to, to some key players. But this team is now stronger and there can't be any more excuses. And, you know, United probably should have signed a centre-back, but that back line, for all of its shortcomings, had the third best defensive record last season. So, I mean, you guys know how I feel about Luke Shaw. You know how I feel about Harry Maguire. Um, but I just feel like fans um, need to now <laughs> rally behind the team because, you know, the, the, the board is a separate entity from the, the squad. And all this negativity is undoubtedly affecting the players. And we've seen that in the first three games. It's been absolutely horrific. But again, if we stand back, this team has been strengthened. And I think that the, the Solskjaer um, will have better players to work with. You'll have more options. And they, like I said, cannot be any more excuses. Do you, do you think that um, Solskjaer's job is safe? Do you think Pochettino might be the guy to replace him? If... If that is the case? I think so, Sean. If I'm honest with you, I think so. I mean, it's, it's pretty much proven that Pochettino is a better manager than Solskjaer is. Um, but we're in the cycle. Manchester United is in the cycle now where they're hiring and firing every two years. And um, the dangerous thing uh, with that is that when a new manager comes in, he has a lot of players he doesn't want. So the board will back. Um, Van Gaal, they'll back Mourinho, they'll back Solskjaer, they'll get players they want, a new manager comes in and wants to change up everything again. Um, and what the, the club is doing very silently, no one's talking about it because you know everyone wants Except to focus us. on the negative, <laughs> but there's a lot of young players that the club has signed in, in over the last year. Young Spanish players, um, this Palestri kid, this Ahmad Traore, who they, they signed from Atalanta, who has been... Uh, praised heavily over the year. You know, he hasn't played a lot of senior football, but the team is improving. And I think that if Pochettino had to come in, um, you know, in the next year, I think that he will work with the current crop. So that's why I believe it actually 
it could go well. Um, but will it happen? I'm not sure. I do think that fans are so fickle these days. And, you know, three bad games and everyone wants Solskjaer out. But last season when we were unbeaten for 18 games, it was, yeah, he's the man for the job. So let's just relax, you know. Let's just relax. No one's calling him the next uh, Guardiola, you know. But let's just relax and see what happens. Uh, we mm. can't change our opinions every month, for God's sakes. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it has been. Man United Tell does have really feel good. one of the biggest fan bases in the world. So there's always going to be, I mean, on Twitter, the swing is really big. Like I saw it's it with crazy, Arsenal. Huh? Um, I saw it with Arsenal as well because we also came in randomly with a deadline day signing yeah. after just weeks of like, oh, we're trying to negotiate prices down. They just paid Thomas Partey's release clause of 45 million pounds. Yeah. And it's funny because I, I, <laughs> I want to talk about this really badly because of how how the move happened so they signed lucas Torreira from us on loan yes. they refused to negotiate a, a swap deal with money for him we we were like we want party you want Torreira. meet us in the middle they were like nah we're gonna sign Torreira on loan but you have to pay thomas party's release clause basically said no negotiations so arsenal being the petty petty club that i support <laughs> said all right y'all halfway through deadline day so that they can't sign a replacement they just paid parties release calls yeah but um Teko, i think weeks or months ago actually now you spoke about the importance of release clauses do you think that this kind of illustrates it because party did want the move to arsenal but if the team refuses to negotiate do you think it's a, it's a do you still believe it's a it's a better thing to have these release clauses in place so that a move can still be made did it's it's I think it's important um, to have the release close because once you get to um, a position where teams start fighting you because you want to leave or this and that, it becomes a problem because we have seen how many teams have been petty about keeping the player, even the player is not unhappy, is so unhappy within the team. So once the the the, the payout close is there, if the team that wants you can actually be able to pay that, then there's no more attachment to the team. It thinks it, it, it works a little bit better for the players because I believe in the, in so many years that players are slaves, especially when you don't have the buyout clause, you become a slave now. You end up being in a place where you don't want to be. You end up being in a place where you're not used and you've got no reason to stay there and they'll give you all the excuses for you to stay. They'll come and tell you that, hey, Chief, you need to stay because there's no team that will pay, that will buy you out. But when there's a, there's a buyout clause, it becomes easier to negotiate yourself out. Mm-hmm. So, and, and uh, by the way, Kurt, you, yep. uh, you know, you watch a lot of Champions League and, and, and Spanish football, so you know the type of player was signing in party. What was your reaction to the, to, to the deadline day news? No, it was huge, man. I mean... It, Arsenal have been crying out for a player like Thomas Partey for years, a real presence in midfield. Um, and I do believe that his arrival alone makes Arsenal a real top four contender. I know that Manchester United haven't been particularly good. Um, Chelsea have been a little inconsistent. So Arsenal might have challenged for the top four without him. But he makes them real, real contenders. Um, I think, you know, when I was in Spain, and this is a shameless plug, but I was in, sh- uh, in Spain last year, and I watched Atletico play uh, Real Madrid. And Thomas Partey was the best player on the field. And there was Ramos, there was Eden Hazard, there was Jao Felix, Diego Costa, all these top guns. Thomas Partey was the best player on the field. Um, I'm very interested to see where he fits into the current system because we've seen Arteta 
play, uh, will prefer a 3-4-3, which is effectively a 5-4-1 without the ball. Um, and his current midfield options are Nenny, Shaka, Ceballos. Um, but defensively, Party is a huge upgrade on both Alneni and Shaka. But I don't think that his arrival simply means that he slots in for either one of them. I think Arteta now has the option of switching formations to perhaps a 4-3-3 with Party as the anchor, the ball winner, the man who provides protection to the defenders when the fullbacks and wingers go forward. Um, but, you know, we have this... Um, this problem of stereotyping African players as, as a strength and, and the rock in midfield. But he's technically brilliant as well. He spreads a pass as good as anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, he can mm-hmm. turn on a, on a one-cent coin. He's a brilliant, brilliant player. And at 27, I feel like Arsenal have signed him at the right time. Um, and I just can't wait to see how, how it goes, yeah. Yeah, it was a weird day. We fired our, our mascot, the Gunnosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> And then we signed party later in the day. It was the biggest swing on Twitter. Everyone was like, the Gunnosaurus? And then Ozil came through and was like, I'll pay the Gunnosaurus a salary. We were like, what is going on in the world? It's all very reality TV right now, isn't it? It's insane, man. Plus the season itself has started off with such a bang. Um, BBC did a report recently on how many goals. It's like we're on 3.75 goals per game or something. Yeah, amazing. And it just feels like it's 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 Except reality. If you're playing theme. against United, it's a, <laughs> <laughs> then, then you then you'll average six a, a game. There. <laughs> oh man! But Kurt, yeah. uh, we're going to be on an international break, so we will see what what we talk about next week. But it's always a pleasure to have you on. Have a great day. Cool. You too, guys. Cheers, man. Just good. No way. Up next, we have this news coming out of Orlando Pirates. They have released eight players. Um, top of that list is probably Mulenga and Mlambo, but Ndengani is also gone, Malepe, uh, Mapangule. So eight players now released. Um, it's a shame for Mlambo, you know, when he arrived at Pirates two seasons ago, um, we there were, there were people calling him one of the best midfielders in the PSL. I think Rulani said something along those lines. And now he's a free agent. Uh, who has to find a club very quickly before before the season starts. But for a team that signed something like 11, 12 players at the start of last season, do you think this is just getting rid of dead weight? Do you think it's maybe a wage bill concern? What, what, yeah, what's your I think it's I think it's all the above, for sure. I think, uh, and Teko knows a lot more about this than I do, but I think Pirates um, in recent history have, have had very big squads. Um, and I'm not too sure it has been in the last couple of seasons, but you've seen the amounts of signings like you've just said that they've made. And of course, with those sort of signings, you've got to start getting rid of the non-performers, if you like. And maybe a couple of those players are quite expensive as well. So there's obviously been some deal that's been organized in the background that we're not able to see whether it's a payout of some sort. But um, when there are big squads, you know, the, it, it seems to be pretty hectic. Oh my God, eight players are being released, but it's just... You've seen eleven players being brought in, so it's just it's just a business it's just a business model. Um, unfortunate for the boys as well, but uh, it is what it is, eh? I think that's the saying of twenty twenty. It is what it is, but uh, unfortunately, that's that's where we at. Slew. Do you think do you think that it's a little rough of Pirates to do this so close to the season starting? I, I think they're trying to manage the squad. I think sometimes it's better to have a certain number of players players that will be the coach will actually be using and. Uh, 
And it brings also, there's a lot of harmony within that. When players are being used, when everybody's playing, there's a lot of harmony within that. And uh, you must understand that Palana Pires also has a pressure to win, <clears throat> to win the league, to win the trophies as well. So what you, what you see is they sign the players that will come in and help the team and actually be in the starting lineup or on the bench. And uh, before you do that, you look at the players, um, you look at the stats, who hasn't been played for the last season, who has been used less, do we still need him? I think that's what Orlando Pirates is going through. I think that's what every team is going through. Other teams are strengthening, other teams are getting rid of the players to make space for other ones to come in. And I think that's all Orlando Pirates is doing. And uh, elsewhere, we saw a bid come in for Nurkovic. So Saudi Arabian club Abba FC tabled a 400,000 US dollar bid to Kaiser Chiefs. But Kaiser Chiefs came out on their Twitter, basically uh, throwing water on that fire, basically saying he's not for sale. Mm. But if you he know, plays for sales, yeah. that's the thing, right? Yeah. And and when you're talking about this much money, um, I, I guess also Chiefs right now are probably trying their best to hold on to him because mm. they that's can't find a player right now. <laughs> yeah, but um, do you think do you think that? This is a signal that clubs are going to be clubs are sniffing around hunting Nurkovic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look. I mean, four hundred thousand dollars. What's that? Uh, six and a half million rand. In my opinion, is the season he's had is worth at least two and a half times that. So obviously they're going to reject that. But if someone comes in and says, right, here's a million dollars, I think Chiefs going to have to seriously look at it. But um, I still don't think they would sell him. Basically, to answer your question, I don't think they can afford to lose him, to be honest, no matter what the mm. price is, um, especially with what's happening in terms of the ban. Um, how do you replace a player that's had such an impact on the PSL in his first season? Um, you can't. You can't, especially in the PSL. You can't. He's a very predictable player, but he does it week in and week out. He kills defenses. Um, if, if I were Chiefs, I would tear up his old contract and give him a new three-year, four-year deal. Um, and just hold on to him because I I really believe he's that good and um, he, he's certainly one of the fines in the last five years of the PSL without a doubt. Uh, Teko, your reaction? Could Chiefs afford to lose a guy like Samir? Nope. Um, I think he's, he's the best thing that they've had last season. And um, we spoke we spoke about Nukovic in length. Mm. I mean, coming from a foreign country to come to Kaiser Chiefs and be that dominant in the first season, I think that was very impressive. We haven't seen that in a while. The last time we saw those, it was your Musana or your Besumas. So we haven't seen that in a while. And I think it's important for Kaiser Chiefs, like Shona said, I think I'll give him a new contract to get to build a team around him. Mm-hmm. And um, also the band also um, plays a part in Kaiser Chiefs signings and, and all that type of stuff and selling. Because I believe that even if um, the, there is a better offer, if if you release Nokovic to whoever that wants to buy him, who are you gonna replace him with? Mm. You know, you you're not able to sign right now. You don't know whether the case is gonna be dismissed or not. So now they're in a fragile, very, very fragile position. So I think it's it's best for them to keep whatever that they have until they can figure out what's what's the future. You see, Teko, for them so, so just to jump in there, so what we've just spoken about before, so Nokovic obviously doesn't have a salon clause. Or, or a release clause, if you know what I mean. Ah, then that's and we've a just spoken about this at length. So I mean, it's 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 interesting. And I, I know it doesn't happen a lot in South Africa, but if there was a um, a club that was going to meet his release clause, I would have imagined it would have been around the 10, 12 million rand mark, which is not yeah, yeah, which is not yeah. a headache but, for but a, the qu- a, a lot of teams. But the, how long how long did he sign? I would imagine a three year deal. That's what I would imagine. 
but I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I'll be lying about that. I don't know. If if the the thing is like if 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 you want to make your business uh smart business, I think you you can achieve to start putting start putting in the buyer clothes there for for him. Mm. So that they can, whatever the, the chances are, they can sell him at the right price and they can make money if they decide to do so in the future. Mm. Because because then it becomes easier, it becomes an easy transition because most of it's, that's a South African problem. We don't wanna we don't want players, it's either the teams that don't want players to have the buyer clause, or the players maybe don't know, or the agents maybe don't don't think that it's important for them to put on those buyer clause. And and I think also what's important is to to put in the buyer clause for any team that is outside the African continent and put a buyer clause in South African market value. Mm. Because you can't put in a buyer clause for, for international value and then then the next thing you're not playing at, 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 at Pirates and then Maurice Beck wants to buy you and then there's mm. 20 million unknown. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. So I think it's, it's, it's maybe slowly and things will change a bit. We can see things are changing a bit. So hopefully you know, there will be more rules that actually protect the players and because the players at the end of the day are the assets. There's a reason why the PSL is getting new sponsors and all that other type of stuff because of the players are the people that wants to see, not the chairmen and not the, the, the coaches, but the players sure. themselves. So I think those should be more, you know, uh, to, to be done for players' protection. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of players, up next we have 10 quick fire questions, which is a segment where I get your favorite PSL players on the line and put them on the spot. This week we have... Hi, my name is Onismo Pacera from Supersport United uh, Defender, and this is my 10 quick fire questions. Question number one, who is the funniest guy in the PSL that you've played with? Shakim Motale. Who is the worst dressed? Who is the worst dressed? <laughs> it was uh, Richard Bote, yeah. What do you think is the worst mistake you've made in a match? I think scored an on goal. It was it was against uh, Huddersfield. Oh, when you were playing for Plymouth Argyle. Yeah. If you were to ask anybody at SuperSport United to go out for a beer, who would you call? Rusike. Uh, Currently, what is your favorite footballing memory? It was recently when we, you know, when we won uh, MTN. All right. What is the best goal either you've scored? Or a teammate has scored while you were on the field? My best goal was the best goal I scored. It was actually also on the goal of the year in uh, in, in Europe was when we were playing against... After, when I scored that goal, that's when also on the same day I scored the own goal. <laughs> <laughs> Funny enough. Aish, <laughs> the highs and lows of football. <laughs> I'm telling you, on the day I scored that cracker and then I went on to score own goals. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Next question. Uh, what is your favorite car at the moment? The Lambo, the, the SUV one. If I were to go to your hometown in Zimbabwe and order uh, and order some food, what do you suggest that I try? To order some food? Uh, me, you know, you know me, I love my pup. So, yeah. Me, I love my pup and, you know, any meat. So, I will say go for a pup and, you know, meat and shakalaka and, you know, yeah, and your bright thing. And then last but not least, what is your favorite holiday destination? Favorite holiday destination has got to be Makino. When last did you visit? Uh, it's been, you know, it's been, it's, been, uh, it's been a while now. It's been a while because the last I went to, I didn't go there. I wanted to go, plan to go there, but I didn't. I ended up going to Mauritius. But yeah, it's been a while since I, I, I went there. Where did no. he say? Mauritius. Oh, so Mauritius. Okay. Yeah, that's the last place you went. But uh, Makino. Where is that? 
I don't know. It sounds like it's in Portugal. I think it means Mekinos. Makinos. Oh, Makinos. Oh. Makinos. In Greece. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Thank very, you, brother. <laughs> By the way, fun fact, we won. Simon, like, researched this goal that Pacera's talking about. But because Plymouth Argyle is a League One team in England, it's really hard to find highlights. But he managed to find it. And I found the the match report on transfermarket.com and not only did he score the cracker and then an own goal he also went off injured just after half time oh, so it's just a tough what a, what a 45 minutes <laughs> just a tough day at the office for Jeez, bro. <laughs> <laughs> all right wow. um we have some fixtures, uh, right? Uh, so obviously we have the international break right now, but when we come back at the end of next week, we have the MTN 8 quarterfinals. Uh, so it's interesting. Uh, we have TTMFC who, you know, earned <laughs> earned their path to the MTN 8 in a unique way. Mm. Uh, they'll be taking on Super Sports United. And uh, Gaetano Tembo's already thrown some shots. He said that... Uh, TTMFC is a closed book. Damn. Um, and then we have Orlando Pirates versus Cape Town City. Uh, we'll have Kaiser Chiefs versus Maritzburg United and Mamalodi Sundowns versus Bloom Celtic, which is an interesting fixture because mm. they just met in the Nedbank Cup final, mm. which had a whole bunch of controversy mm. around mm. that. So some crackers. A bit of a revenge match some, as some well. Some crackers. So uh, I'm gonna, are we going to go with who we think is going to win quickly? Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll do proper score predictions next week. But, yeah. But uh, yeah, just uh, predictions for each match. So I'm going for a Super Sport win. I'm going for a Cape, <laughs> Cape Town City win. Ooh. I'm going for a Kaiser Chiefs win. And I'm going for a Sundowns win. Aren't we doing this next week? Hey, guys. We'll do, <laughs> we'll do score predictions next week. Okay, let's let's do oh. this. Let, let me get an early prediction for the winner of the whole competition. Ah, I see where you're going. Uh, uh, Cape Town uh, City. Uh, Ooh, yeah. Deco. Yo, guys. Um, I'll go for Mamelodi Sundowns. Obvious. Mamelodi Sundowns. For the, the... MTNA. No, because in Cape Town City is. Cape Town City is, they lost Kemet to Rasmus. I was about to say, I and... think I made the wrong decision. I forgot about it. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, it's whoever that comes in and fills in those gaps, it's going to be very, very difficult. Mm. And uh, we know that how uh, Rasmus uh, was imported at Cape Town City, so... For me, Mamelodi Sundowns, and yeah. I think maybe it would be great to see Mamelodi Sundowns and Pirates in the final because of Pirates. I think I like how Pirates play. I love how Pirates play. And they have let's, a couple yeah, big let's hope they continue their yeah. form. Yeah. All, all right. Up next, we have the secret footballer, uh, which is where Sean Roberts tells us a little story uh, that somebody has said about the the league or local football. Uh, what do you have for us this week? So this player obviously is from Sundowns. Like we, we don't know who it is because it's a secret footballer. Uh, yeah. He said, I can't believe he has just gone just like that. So he's obviously talking about his coach, Pizzo. And it, it's a question to you, Teko, is that um, I'm not too sure how many players that were signed from for Sundowns have gone just because that Pizzo is the coach. But, you know, if you put yourself in this position now and the coach that you've gone to has just disappeared... How do you, what's the question? How do you relate to that? How do you bounce back from that? I mean, surely you can't just move to a club because of the coach, but it happens all the time, right? Yeah. And um, so, yeah. so what, what do you suggest for the guys out there that have, that have signed for Sundowns, knowing that Pizzo is going to be their coach that fits his style of play and now he's gone? Yeah, I mean, look, we can't ignore the fact that um, the signings that Pizzo has done, he, 
actually has spoken to the agents or the players mm. about how he wants them to join Mamlet Sundown. So therefore, when you go there as a player, you know for a fact that the coach wants you to be there. So that's an extra boost. Now that he left, it becomes a big challenge for a player to to realize that, that the person that actually signed you is not here. But we've seen that ha this happening all over the world. But I think what's important for players is to is to realize that you've got a job. The contract and the job has a badge of the team, not the badge of the coach. Mm -hmm. I think you should you should you should be doing duties for the club because you you are signed and. Uh, that's what you need to do. I think it's important to adjust your mentality very quickly. It's an opportunity now that there's other coaches. You need to prove yourself once again, since you were going to prove yourself either way, whether the coach wanted you there or not. So I think it's important that you continue with that mentality and, and make sure that when the opportunity comes your way, you grab it. Sure. And uh, be prepared. I yep. think that's that's the biggest thing. Just that's be prepared. That's all you can do, yeah, 100%. Uh, so funny thing, former Sundowns player Bongani Zungu was another transfer deadline day move. Mm. He finally Shoo. confirmed for Rangers. Um, it's funny, the club sporting director, Russ Wilson, said that his lockdown period here, so Zungu being here, was the only thing that prevented the move from materializing earlier. Uh, and I saw a couple people on, on Twitter going, yeah, no, that whole thing about him being overweight yeah. was just the sun, which okay. <laughs> was the, the tabloid <laughs> over in the UK. <laughs> they were talking about our boy because <laughs> we were surprised about that yeah we were because we were like no we've seen him this play, guy's huh? not fat he's not fat <laughs> i mean i don't know i uh what do you what's your reaction though he's joining pretty much he's on loan a, right yeah it's a season-long loan yeah um but uh we'll, we'll see it's one of those uh, there's a lot of loan moves happening i think he'll probably end up yeah i mean look zungu to rangers rangers is a massive team they are huge. It's one of the biggest derbies in the world. Uh, certainly top five derbies, in the, how big it is in the world. And for him just to be part of that, that match day, oh, hopefully it's going to be crowds by then, I don't know. But uh, um, it's a massive, massive move for him. If he does well at Rangers, the floodgates will open, I promise you. That, that is just um, um, Premier League stuff from there, in yeah. my opinion. Uh, Deco, what's your reaction, particularly because he's going to be coached by Steven Gerrard? Do you think it's like the perfect fit for a centre mid like Zungu? It's a perfect fit. I mean, you've been coached by a person that actually bulldozed the midfield all his career. He knows all the qualities of a midfielder. And he speaks highly of Bongani. And I think it's an opportunity for the boy. And I think it's about time that we have one of our own playing in one of the big teams. And I think we know how big Rangers is. And I'm just happy for Bongani that he's getting this opportunity. I just hope that, you know, from the word go, he cement his place so that he can get a permanent move or maybe get into another big team, maybe an EPL or whatever the case may be. But Rangers is the right step. I just want to congratulate him and wish him luck. Yeah, man, he's we're, we're going to be tuning in. I mean, the only problem is we I don't think we get Scottish Premier League. Oh, wait, we do because of ESPN. ESPN actually has rights we to get Scottish, Scottish League. So we're going to see the Scottish League. <laughs> All right, <laughs> but it's going to be exciting stuff. It's always good to see a guy make a step up like that. Up next, we have this week in football history. Today, we remember great moments from the past. We dive into the time capsule. Join us as we remember great moments from this week in football history. This week in 1866, in Bristol, one Charles Refford Brown was born. He only captained, uh, he captained the English national team twice, but his lasting legacy is the invention of the word soccer. Oh. Yeah. 
How cool is that? He was the first guy. Not a lot of people know him, but shout out uh, Charles Refford Brown. Thanks, Charlie boy. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) This week in 2010, Orlando Pirates were crowned MTNA champions following a victory over Morocco Swallows in Durban. And this week back in 2011 was that week where we thought as a country that we had qualified for AFCON, or at least the players on the on the pitch did. They played to a scoreless draw against Sierra Leone. They thought that they were going to go through on goal difference, but they were wrong uh, because... The, the the tiebreaker was not gold goal difference wasn't the rule for that for that competition they had changed it so now it was head to head record that decided it and that favored Niger wow. and Africa and South Africa did not qualify for the Africa Cup of Nations one of them you know what's funny about that blunder is that it was Peter Musumani who was coach at the time wow and a double whammer ten we, years later ten, ten years later we have we have a, I see a, a common denominator here Sue. <laughs> I see something repeating in ten years. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, warn whoever is coaching at twenty thirty. Hopefully, hopefully, um, nothing like that happens at Al Ahly, though. No, no. <laughs> we need him to do well. All right, uh, you know he's he's made a, a journey of sorts over to Cairo. Um, great way to make journeys. Damn, it's in a car. <laughs> <laughs> That's a shocking intro. So glad when Shetolo. Um, he drives a beautiful, or he's been pictured with a beautiful VW Scirocco. Some say it's an icon reborn. Others, that is VW shamelessly pillaging its back catalog. A couple of even, a couple even postulate it is simply a Golf GTI in a little black dress. A two-liter TSI is essentially a Golf GTI, but seems quicker and feels like a car for all situations. And it works like a treat. You still get the same VW driving vibe, sure-footedness, accurate steering, plenty of grip, but it's basically a 25% better than the GTI in terms of performance. 0 to 100 in 5.5 seconds. I give this car an 8 out of 10. I would still, if I if I if I were to buy a VW, I don't know why I've been. It's been made to be a terrifying car to me. When I was getting that my first car, my mom was like, "Don't get a VW. Why? All robbers can rob VWs." Uh, and I don't know. I don't even know if that's true. But if I were to get one, that would be the car I'd get. You like it? Eh? I love the Scarocco. I prefer yeah, the GTIs. I think for me, Deco, are you a GTI or a Scarocco kind of guy? Um, both actually. <laughs> as long as it's free. <laughs> Drop Sponsored. the guap. <laughs> All right. Shut we, close, sure. <laughs> we close out the show with a motivational quote of the week. What you got? Yeah. So this one from, we might as well stick with the theme in Sundown. So this is from Coach Rulani. Love and appreciate where you are, but never forget where you come from. In learning from the best, you will then teach. In teaching, you will learn. So it is directed at his mentor, Pizzo Musimani. Yeah, yeah, that's very nice um, from Coach Rulani. Uh, he's, he's he's putting out a lot of positivity since since Pizzo's left, which is I think yeah, a, a we like thing. Rulani. Yeah, we love we love us some Rulani Mukwena. All right. Yeah. That is how we close off the car wash. Whether you've been listening to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Game Time on Mahi Gang 96.7 FM, thank you for joining me on the show. I've been joined with Sean Roberts we? and Wanteko Murise. Hola. Thank you all. We'll see you same time, same place next week. Peace. Peace, Peace out. Today is a great day for car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> this is the car wash on the SL podcast. This is a slang and a car. <laughs>